Today is the NFL trade deadline. What should the Jets do? What will the Jets do? We'll discuss today on the Locked On Jets podcast. You are Locked On Jets, your daily New York Jets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, this is the Locked On Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's Tuesday, November 1st, 2022. I'm your host, John B. from gangreennation.com. Thanking you for making the show your first listen or first watch every day. This podcast is free, and it's available on all platforms, including YouTube. If you like what you see or hear, hit the subscribe button wherever you're watching or listening. And if you're watching on YouTube, click the bell. You'll get notifications as new episodes are posted, and you'll never miss an episode. And if you're watching on YouTube, after you click the bell, give this episode a big thumbs up. Helps the channel out, and it helps other Jets fans find the podcast. Today's episode of Locked On Jets is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. You pick two to five players, and if they score more or less than their Prize Picks projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on your entry. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code Locked On. That's prizepicks.com, promo code Locked On. Well, I hope you had a very happy Halloween. Today is November 1st, which means it is the trade deadline in the NFL, a day that gets a lot of hype and really fails to deliver for the most part. Occasionally you get a big trade, but the NFL, it's just not a league where you see a lot of trades. Maybe this year will be an exception. The Jets are in an interesting spot this year at 5-3. and three. I hope you're over the loss on Sunday to New England. We've got a big game coming up this weekend against Buffalo where the Jets can register another statement win against an excellent Bills team, a Bills team that's been the best team in the NFL so far this season. Will the Jets add fortifications, though, at the trade deadline? For the first time in a while, my opinion is that the Jets should be buyers, but moderate buyers. So what do I mean by that? Well, I think we need to acknowledge that the Jets are probably not a Super Bowl team this year. So that means we're not going to see any, and we should not see any trades like San Francisco did, where they're essentially trading their entire slate of draft picks for one player, like the 49ers traded uh, for Christian McCaffrey. That would not be wise for the Jets. The Jets are not in mortgage their future situation. And frankly, I'm not a big fan of mortgaging your future even when you are close, because it's risky. And I think you're better off as in the NFL trying to find a balance between building for the short run and giving yourself an opportunity to win over the long term and really extend your window for a championship as long as possible. Jets are kind of at the beginning of their build. They should not be giving up picks for rental players or premium, at least premium picks for rental players. And they should not be trading multiple premium picks for a guy who's going to be a short-term player. So Jets should not be doing that. Should the Jets be trying to improve their roster? I think so. And here's why. You know, I've spoken with Jets fans, and I've heard some from some folks who suggest, well, the Jets aren't a Super Bowl team this year, so what difference does it make? Well, how often do you see a team in the NFL go from four wins to a Super Bowl champion? It doesn't really happen that frequently. You take steps along the way. It tends to happen in a more moderate way, where you take one step one year, you take another step the next year. And this Jets team has a chance to make the playoffs this year because after Buffalo and after Kansas City, this AFC is wide open. 
you know, maybe there's another team you put in front of the Jets, but Jets are kind of like in that middle pa- middle of the pack, which is where most teams are. It's good to be back in the middle of the pack because Jets have spent years being at the bottom of the league. Now we're kind of we got a competitive football team. As frustrating as Sunday was, we still got we're five and three here. We got a competitive football team, and I think that the Jets are a little bit ahead of schedule heading into the season. Most of us were saying, you know, maybe seven wins. We're hoping for competitive football, and you know, it still could turn out that way, but. This is an opportunity to take a big step forward. I think no matter what's happened this year, unless the Jets just completely collapse down the stretch, they've taken a moderate step forward. But they could take a big step forward if they make the playoffs and end this 12-year drought. And I think it would be, you know, you never know. I mean, some teams, they get to the playoffs once and they fall off. But it could be a huge boost for this team going forward. It could be a huge boost for these young players, the confidence level, just getting them big game experience. So... There are a couple types of trades where I could see the Jets making it that would really add up for me. The first is if it's like a James Robinson trade, where you're giving up a pick round five or later. Listen, I'm a big draft guy. I'm a big believer in built through the draft. But those picks, once you get through like past like the middle part of round four, they're not really that much more valuable than having an undrafted free agent and bringing, signing somebody in free agency as an undrafted player. It's better to have late picks because... You control who comes to you. You know, if, when we're dealing with undrafted free agents, those are guys who are eligible to sign with any team. So if you have late round picks, it's better because you can target the guys you want and they can't go anywhere else. But, you know, if you can get a starting level player, I think that almost always makes sense. If we're talking premium picks, and it de- always depends on the player, right? It always depends on who you're talking about. Because you could say, well, no, it's no second round picks. We're not trading any second round picks. But hypothet- not that this will happen, but hypothetically, you know, if the Rams come to you and say, we'll give you Aaron Donald for a second-round pick, of course you'd do that. So it always depends on the player you get. You have to do a cost-benefit analysis, and every player has their own value. But I think if the Jets are going to give up premium picks, it first of all has to be for a top-level player, and preferably at an important position. So I'm talking you know, tackle, maybe edge rusher, one of those spots. You need you need a pre, you know a top player in a premium position, and depending on how close to the top they are, that's something that determines how good of a pick you're willing to give up. But I think the player also needs to be under contract for next year because the Jets certainly should not be giving out premium picks for players who are not going to be here in 2023. So that means that if you're giving up a, a pick for a player in the last year of his contract, I want there to be an extension in place at the time he signs it, because the Jets are not just building for this year. You want to get to the playoffs this year, but it's more important to continue to build this thing going forward. So that's my mindset. And then there's also the idea, you know, the Jets could be sellers. I've heard of a couple of folks mention that. And, you know, the player at the top of the list is Elijah Moore. And we don't really know what's going on behind the scenes with Elijah Moore. He may just be forcing his way out of town. I will. I think we'll know more today. I think we'll find out more about Elijah Moore today. Because if he's forcing his way out of town and the Jets have to deal him for what they can get, then they will. But outside of that, let's put that situation to the side for a second. There are some backup level players who perhaps could draw some attention from the Jets. Denzel Mims, who had a good game on Sunday. You know, he's a guy who gets named frequently. Another guy, Bryce Hall, who you know has been inactive a lot this year, but actually was a pretty solid corner for the Jets a year ago. So could some corner needy team make a deal for him? And I think it's one of those situations you want to have depth, but you're doing a 
analysis of you're trying to balance the now versus the future. So if somebody gave you a day two pick for one of these guys, you might be willing to part with some of your depth in order to build for the future, because that's a point where you have a realistic shot of getting a player who could actually be a starter for you in exchange for a backup. So if that's the situation, then fine. But I would not just give these players away for nothing, because you know, Denzel Mims showed you on Sunday, and I'm becoming... I had given up. I had thrown in the towel on Denzel Mims, and now I'm kind of to the point where my mindset is... and I think this is where the Jets are at. He's a good backup. You know, he's kind of a limited player. I don't think he can run a full route tree. I don't think he's that fast, to be honest with you. I, you know, as People always bring up the 4-3 speed. I don't think he's that fast playing-wise. At least... It takes if he is that fast, it takes him a while to build up. You know, he's not he's not a blazer off the line. So maybe he has some good speed after he builds up, but it takes a while for him to get there. But he's big. He can win contested catches in the air. We've seen, and you you, you even go back to his rookie year in 2020. He's a tough guy to bring down when he's got the ball in his hands. So he brings certain skills to the table. He's a ba- to me right now, I think he's a backup. Jets have had some injuries at the receiver position. So if there's something that could really improve my team in the future and somebody's willing to overpay for him, I'm willing to give him up. But I'm not willing to give him up for a sixth-round pick. I think that's where the Jets are at, and I think if the Jets were willing to give him up for a sixth-round pick, he'd already be gone. It's good to have depth. It's really good to have depth. The only the other scenario would be, let's say some team, and I don't even know who this would be, I don't know what player this would be, but let's say there's some team out there that's got a player who's a starting-caliber player, but you know he's in a situation where his team's got a lot of depth. Let's say there's some team that really needs a receiver or really needs a corner, and they got maybe a backup linebacker or especially a backup offensive lineman who's sitting on their bench because they're just so deep at those positions. And these are positions that the Jets are needy at. Then, okay, fine. Then you're trading a backup for a starter. You could make a, maybe make a move that benefits both teams. But you don't see a lot of those in the NFL because teams don't tend to not have depth. You know, t- teams t- tend to not have depth. So that's the other scenario where I feel like it could make sense. I don't expect either of these to happen, though. So I- I'm not expecting the Jets to be sellers. I would not just sell off my excess quality players. You want depth. This is, in case you didn't notice, NFL is a league where injuries happen fairly regularly. It's good to have quality backups. So these are things to keep in mind. And I think it's more likely the Jets buy than it is that they sell. Who could the Jets buy, though? Or more precisely, where could the Jets be looking to buy? That's what we'll discuss as we continue this Tuesday episode of Locked On Jets on Trade Deadline Day. Of course, if a player is traded today, that could change everything for them. It could change their production, and that could be meaningful if you're a Daily Fantasy player. If you are a Daily Fantasy player, though, let me tell you about prize picks. And let me explain how it works. You pick two to five players. If they score more or less than their prize picks projection you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. There's no competing against other people. It's just you against the projections available. And PrizePix offers projections on any sport that you watch. This includes the NFL, but if you know you don't want to have players who are going up against the Jets, you just feel it's too awkward, then you could play with the NBA. You can do Major League Baseball, the NHL, PGA, college football, college basketball, both men's and women's, soccer, esports, NASCAR, tennis, MMA, boxing, Euro basketball, Cricket, and one more, disc golf. It's, the withdrawals are fast and sta- safe. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less, and they're currently operational in over 30 states in Canada. 
Download the Prize Picks app for free and go to or go to PrizePicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 using promo code Locked On. So if you deposit $50, Prize Picks gives you another 50. If you deposit 100, Prize Picks gives you another 100. And don't forget to enter promo code Locked On at sign up for an instant deposit match of up to $100. Thank you, as always, for making Locked On Jets your first listener, first watch every day. It's, I appreciate it so much. And for your second listen today, check out Locked On Sports Today. From the games that matter the most, the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insight only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. Hosted by my friend Peter Bukowski. Peter's awesome. So check that out. Today, we're talking about the NFL trade deadline, which I'm sure is going to be a topic on Locked On Sports Today. What will the Jets do? Of course, a lot of the focus is going to be on the offensive side of the ball because Jets are struggling on offense. They've been struggling since Brees Hall went out of the lineup, which was only a week ago. You know, it feels like much longer, but Brees Hall had really become the focal point on offense, and the Jets really have been struggling in the passing game. You know, even though they threw for a lot of yards on Sunday, Zach Wilson's really struggling, and there are pieces the Jets can put around Zach Wilson if they're available on the trade deadline. I don't know who they are, though. It's difficult to say because there's so many rumors going around these days. You know, I've heard about Laramie Tunsil potentially being available from the Houston Texans. I don't really understand why the Texans would make Laramie Tunsil available. If he is available, the Jets should be all... You know, there are not many players I'd be willing to give up a first-round pick for. Laramie Tunsil's one of them. But I don't understand why the Texans would trade a, you know, tackle who's in the prime of his career... Even if you're rebuilding, if you have a tackle in the prime of his career, that's a centerpiece player who could help you in your rebuild. That's like a cornerstone player. You you want to start your rebuild building around a player like that. You don't want to trade him. But And also, if you look at the Texans cap situation, it does not make a lot of sense. But you know, there have been rumors about him. If the Jets can find a piece on the offensive line, though, because this offensive line is really struggling, and especially at the right tackle position. Now, they could be getting George Fant back in a couple of weeks. So maybe that helps. Even Max Mitchell, probably better than Cedric Obehi, who really struggled on Sunday. And it's been tough for the Jets this year because they've had to move so many pieces in and out of this offensive line. It's difficult, first of all, when you suffer a lot of injuries because the guys who step up, the backups, usually are not as good as the guy they're replacing. That's why they're backups. But beyond that, on the offensive line, you need continuity. You need continuity. You need to understand how the guy next to you is going to approach something. Sometimes you just need to engage somebody and then pass him off to the guy next to you. you and you only learn that with experience. So it's tough, but Cedric he man, he's just not doing the job. And if the Jets can add a premium piece, because Zach Wilson, Jets have to try and make this work with Zach Wilson. You know, I said it yesterday, I'm worried about Zach Wilson. But I'm not writing Zach Wilson off yet because he's got to play nine, he's going to play nine more games. He's going to have time to show he's at least developed a little bit. And the Jets have to do everything in their power now to try and help him develop. Because if Zach Wilson plays the way he did on Sunday, if Zach Wilson plays the way he's played the last three to four weeks, Jets are going to have a tough time winning games. You know, They were able to win games because of Brees Hall. And he was able to kind of work around the lack of a passing game. Brees is gone now. So the Jets need to find another way to do it. And that means they have to get better production from Zach Wilson. Listen, a lot of this is going to be Zach. Zach's got to do better under pressure. He's got to learn how to get to his second read. He's got to learn how to check the ball down. But Jets can make it easier. You know, there are the things you can control, the things you can't control. If you're the Jets, to a certain extent, 
you can't control what happens with Zach. You can't control his ability to figure out how to make the game slow down for him. But you can at least put him in, you try and put him in positions where he's under pressure less because it's his weakness. And that also goes for the group of receivers he's throwing to. And I don't know if there's a number one receiver available, but I said it over the course of the offseason, and I, I don't mean to gloat because, listen, I'm wrong about a lot of things. I felt during the offseason like the Jets really needed to get a veteran receiver in here with a big-time pedigree because you don't want to depend on young and inexperienced receivers. Because, first of all, it could be like Elijah Moore, where the guy, first of all, doesn't play up to the expectations, and second of all, you know you don't you haven't dealt with him long enough to know he's gonna, just going to run himself off the team. But a better example is Garrett Wilson, and I love Garrett Wilson. I think Garrett Wilson's going to be great in the NFL. I mean, you've seen flashes of a special player, but... He's not bringing it on a week-to-week basis. And that's not a knock on Garrett Wilson. It's just a reflection of the fact he's a very young player. He's a rookie. Rookies are up and down. I felt like they should have brought in a veteran receiver. And to be honest with you, I wish I was wrong on this. I But I feel like that was probably the right move because there were a number of veteran receivers who changed teams and trades over the course of the offseason. I don't know if any of them are available right now. But we're, if we're talking about the things that the Jets can control to make Zach's life easier. And again, listen... You may not be confident in Zach right now. I'm worried about Zach. But there's no 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 better option right now for the Jets. So the only thing the Jets could do right now is try and make this work and try and make Zach's life easier. And Zach's got to be better. On some level, it's beyond what the Jets can control. But the things they can control, if there's a receiver out there who can make big plays, and I don't know who that... Again, I'm expecting not much to happen. We're going to spend all podcast today talking about the trade deadline and I'm frankly not expecting much to happen but I'm telling you that on the offensive side of the ball if the Jets can do anything to make Zach Wilson's life easier and not mortgage their future it makes a lot of sense because it's not just about winning games this year Zach Wilson is really important to the, for the future of this franchise if it doesn't work out for Zach Wilson it's going to be really tough for the Jets going forward and this year's big And this year, Zach has not risen to the occasion, aside from that fourth quarter against Pittsburgh. So we'll see what the Jets can do. Should the Jets make a move on defense, if if the right player is available? Some people might say no, because the defense has not been a weakness. I'm not so sure about that. I'll explain why as we continue this this Tuesday trade deadline edition of the Locked On Jets podcast. Would you believe the Jets are double-digit point underdogs this weekend against the Buffalo Bills. I guess it's not that surprising. They're coming off a bad loss to New England, and Buffalo has looked like the best team in the NFL so far this season. But if you believe in the Jets, you should know that BetOnline.net is your number one source for betting football this season. You can find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth analysis on every game. Hopefully some will tell you that maybe this game is not as big of a mismatch as some people think it is on paper. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all the sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores on every sport out there. So that's not just the NFL, it's Major League Baseball, it's the NHL, the NBA, MMA, boxing, regular golf. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. This is the Locked On Jets podcast here on this Tuesday. It is trade deadline day in the NFL. Let's be honest, 
probably going to be a dud. Most of them are. I am really trying to downplay expectations because even though I'm spending my entire day talking about the trade deadline, most of the times the deals are not done. It's unlikely. You know what came to mind is this. I think this is the fifth anniversary of that ridiculous trade the Jets made into, uh, for Richard Robinson. This guy who was a backup for San Francisco who they had no use for. And Mike McCagnan gives up a, a pick for him. And I still can't believe Mike McCagnan did this. And he didn't even tell Todd Bowles about it because Todd Bowles found out about it at his press conference. You know, the reporters told Todd Bowles about it. Bad days. Those were, those were rough days. We're in better days now for the Jets. If a defensive player who could be an impact player becomes available, should the Jets make a move? Well, one, one guy came off the board yesterday. Roquan Smith was traded to the Baltimore Ravens. He was a guy who, at least on paper, seemed like a really good fit for the Jets because he's used to playing and, and succeeding on a defense with four a four-man defensive I'm not going to call it a 4-3. We'll say it's a four-man defensive line because you don't really play three linebackers anymore in today's NFL. Most often it's playing three receiver sets, so you have five defensive backs on the field. But the guy who on paper seemed like a pretty good fit for the Jets system, he's off the board. There were also rumors, Peter King of Football Morning in America had a rumor that the Jets were willing to give up a first-round pick for Bradley Chubb out of uh, the Denver Broncos, who's in the final year of his contract. I was really surprised how many Jets fans objected to the idea of trading for Bradley Chubb. And people were saying, well, it's not a need. Well, didn't we go through this at corner over the course of the offseason? Because I, I re- distinctly remember when people were against drafting a corner early because the Jets had Bryce Hall. Because the corner wasn't a weakness on paper. Well, that's worked out pretty well for the Jets. And I think we need to reiterate, there's a difference between not a weakness and a strength. And I'm not saying, I'm not sure I love the idea of giving up a one for Bradley Chubb. Maybe a two. And Bradley Chubb's a guy in the last year of his contract, so you got to work out a new deal with him if you trade for him. But I was surprised people were against the principle of it. Now, again, first round, you're saying, if you're saying, I don't want to give up a first round pick for Bradley Chubb because I got to pay this guy a lot of money, so his price should be lower. And okay, I, I can agree with that. But this defensive line's got a lot of good players on it. It's really only got one great player, and that great player is not an edge rusher. And, you know, Bradley Chubb, he's a borderline great player. You know, I understand that he's been, he's banged up. He's been injured, and that should also play. He's been injured through a lot through his career, and that should reduce the price as well. But I look at this, and yeah, Jets could use a linebacker. And if there's a good linebacker available, it makes sense to make a move. These safeties are really inconsistent. You know, these safeties have gone from being terrible to being inconsistent, but they had a rough game on Sunday, especially one big run where the both of them whiffed on tackles. The Jets can get a safety, at, you know, that might make some sense. But it's not just about improving your weaknesses. It's also about building strengths. The defensive line's good for the Jets. They've been good. But they're like one top-notch edge rusher away from being great because you already got Quinn and Williams who's disruptive. They got a lot of good supporting players. John Franklin Myers is a good supporting player despite his horrible penalty on Sunday. Sheldon Rankin's having a big bounce back here. Carl Lawson's really solid. Again, some young guys who are producing. Bryce Huff has been an excellent situational pass rusher. Michael Clemens is flashing. Jermaine Johnson's flashing. Even Jacob Martin's shown a few things. But there's not that guy who terrifies you off the edge. And you had that guy on the line with Quinn and Williams. Well, that means that on every single play... Either that edge rusher or Quinn and Williams going one-on-one. I like my chances with that. So, you know, Bradley Chubb is the guy that's been named frequently. And there were reports that refuted that by reporters closer to the team. So that could be a situation, you know, sometimes 
information gets floated out there because they're trying to, you know, an agent's trying to generate a market for his player. So sometimes that information, so I, I'm not sure the Jets are really interested in Bradley Chubb, but that type of player, for me, I'm, I'm surprised how many people are out on something like that. Again, the price matters. A one for Bradley Chubb, eh, I don't know. A two for Bradley Chubb and I got a contract extension in place, makes sense. Or a player of that caliber. And sometimes what happens in, on trade deadline day is, Somebody actually does get traded, but it's just not that person who not you're not expecting. The trade just comes out of nowhere. So that's also something to watch. Again, I think a lot of this discussion will be for naught. I think most of these players who are rumored are gonna stay with their current team, but it'll be interesting to watch. But I'd I'd say the Jets should be moderate buyers today. They should not go crazy, don't make any reckless moves, don't make any short-sighted moves. But if you can improve the team, getting players gonna be here for a couple of years grow with the rest of the players on this team as the Jets continue this build, I think there's logic to it. Anyway, that's all for today's episode. This has been the Locked On Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day is our motto. As always, if you enjoy the show, hit the subscribe button wherever you're watching or listening. Hit the bell if you're watching on YouTube. You'll never miss an episode. You'll get notifications as new episodes are posted. If you're listening on a podcast, please a five-star review. If you're watching on YouTube, please a thumbs up for this episode. These things help the channel out and help other Jets fans find the podcast. Have a great Tuesday, everybody. Enjoy trade, de- trade deadline day. Send in your mailbag questions. Tomorrow's our weekly mailbag.